1: Welcome back. Hour three of the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071 one, everything
2: entertainment. You guys are our best friends. Yeah, and here's
3: a, our here's, here's what we might have
2: to do. Donna, how's the email inbox looking oh, uh, regarding uh, the topic today, which is embarrassing or funny travel stories that you've had Uh, let's see here Uh, you got some action yeah
1: we got a little we we had a little traction earlier and now it's kind of slowed down a little bit
2: okay so the the question is tell us about something embarrassing or kind of funny that happened to you while on vacation while traveling and this comes on the heels of my confession um I've got, I've got 38 different stories of people on my Facebook page right now. Oh, great. So we'll have a lot to get through. So maybe we'll do it next break uh, at 11.15. Let's do it a little early. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah, it sounds great. Um, we're going to do uh, – and you, you can call, too, at 11.15. We'll open the phone lines, and you can call. And this has to do with me. I walked in on a lady, Mike, who was on the toilet in an airplane – not an airport, in an airplane bathroom. So it was mm-hmm. she and I. I opened the door. She had not locked it. The light was green. And suddenly our eyes are locked. She's wearing, I believe, a black shirt and flesh knees Mm. is what I recall. If I saw it quickly, but it was, it was uh, correctly. It was quick though. And I was, she said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. It was her fault. She didn't lock the door. It's fine. Those doors can be tricky. Although she was whizzing in the dark. Like, you know, that the door is locked. Oh, when when
1: the light goes on. Yeah.
2: So she was just doing a little dark festival in there.
1: Wow. That's interesting.
2: And it was shocking. And so then I gave her like 5 full minutes before I even went back and I sat in my seat and thought maybe I just don't go to the bathroom on this flight cuz I didn't want her to feel bad.
1: Oh yeah. So so wait, you went back to your seat? Or did you so you didn't I, I did have not, to come face to face with her again?
2: No, and she did not pass me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she was in the 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 back of the plane further oh, behind where so I was. So she didn't
1: have to see she didn't have to encounter you again. No,
2: but she saw me again, though, I'm sure, because then I walked back. And when you're a guy like me, Donna strikingly Handsome, whatever, sharp features, etc., and you're <laughs> walking back toward the bathroom, if you just had a horrifying moment in the bathroom, you're waiting to see, oh, my gosh, is that person going to come back again? Or maybe she just didn't care.
1: You're but, thinking she was like, oh, my God, and he was hot, too. Well, can you blame
2: her, Donna? <laughs> I mean, at 35,000 feet, there are only so many of us up there. No, but it, it was a, uh, a very embarrassing moment. So we're getting some good stories of embarrassing things that have happened while yeah. traveling.
1: I, I think I have a pretty good one, too. I may have told it before, but I'll tell it again in case you missed it the first time. What a giver. Thank you. Michael J. Fox is going to turn 62 next month. So you, you like to play with time, you know. Yeah. Um, so get a load of this. He has now lived longer since being diagnosed with Parkinson's than before. He was 29 years old when he was first diagnosed back in 1990. And I watched a little bit. He was on CBS Sunday morning and I watched a little bit of the uh, interview. I did too. You did with Jane With Jane Pauly. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a trooper. There's a new documentary called still a Michael J. Fox movie. And that'll be on Apple TV on May 12th. And he will talk about his struggles and his triumphs. And um, he was on CBS Sunday morning, obviously, to, uh, to hype it. And he shared uh, his reality. He said, I'm not going to lie. It's getting harder. Every day gets tougher. But that's the way it is. I've been thinking of the mortality of it. I'm not going to get to 80.
2: You, it Interesting how he unpacks that is you don't die from Parkinson's. You die with Parkinson's. Right. And what he's talking about is very often it could be a fall, right? I mean, balance is a bad issue. He's, fa- he's taken a lot of falls too. Yeah. He's broken his arm. He, he pointed to both arms. He's like, I broke this arm. I broke this arm. I broke something in my face. Um, so, and, and, you know, the older you get, you know, you hit your head a bad way and it can be a very, very scary situation. Also had a tumor removed, and a benign tumor, but a tumor removed from his back. And then they 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 flash back to this Sunday morning interview to when Jane Pauley last interviewed him five years, five or six years ago, twenty seventeen. Yeah, and he said, "I can be still," and she said, "Really? Show me." And then he sat still suddenly, but he can't talk
1: because once he starts talking, that's when
2: everything he it can't sort of,
1: control his movements. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, so it was um, it was it was interesting to to see that. And, and you know, and you see the in real time, the progression of a disease like that too. Because when you're diagnosed, it's not that your speech is suddenly gone and your the movements are out of control. We've watched it over time. And even them showing things from five or six years ago and it was like, oh he was pretty still by comparison yeah. to to now.
1: Well there um one thing that made me happy was that we still got to see him acting um he did a couple of things he had a run in the good wife and he was a bad guy he was a jerk and uh he played it really well you know he was you know a guy who had parkinson's and he was a lawyer and he uh did a great job in that role and it was it's just nice that he was able to do you know stick with his career to some extent Right. It's got to be hard on his family.
2: Oh, my gosh. So yeah.
1: I will definitely be watching this documentary. Apple sure. TV
2: Plus yes. is uh, May 12th, I believe, is our release date. Correct. Is that right? Okay. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to check that out as well. Yeah, I think it'll be um, good. He's just such a... Everybody Everybody loves him.
1: Right? Oh, gosh. America's I mean, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, by the way, here's a weird story about Matthew Lawrence. Did you see this?
1: Uh, no, I did not.
2: This is on Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Matthew Lawrence says a director asked him to pose nude in exchange for a role in a Marvel movie.
1: I did see this. Did you see this? The name didn't uh, register with me, but yes, I saw the the story.
2: He said, there's been many times in my life. He was talking about it on the podcast that he does with his uh, brothers, Joey and Andrew. Uh, It's called Brotherly Love. And he said, there's been many times in my life where I've been propositioned to get a huge role. I've lost my agency because I went to the hotel room, which I can't believe they would send me to of a very prominent Oscar award-winning director who showed up in his robe, asked me to take my clothes off What the hell? and said he needed to take Polaroids of me. Bye. And then if I did X, Y, and Z, I would be the next Marvel character. He said, I did not do that. And here's the kicker, gang. He says, and my agency fired me because I left the director's room.
1: Okay, this is very disturbing.
2: Yeah, he goes on to say, uh, he did not uh, identify the director agency by name, but he shared his experience to observe that not uh, many men have come out with Me Too stories, despite the rampant assault and harassment that men also face in Hollywood. He said, it's a real thing, the casting couch. We all know it's existed. Not a lot of guys have come out and talked about this in the industry. And he went on to say, granted, it's probably about a third of what women go through. But men go through this as well, whether it's another woman or another man in power. It was just like a bizarre headline, and know, story to read.
1: The one person who did come out eleven eleven make a witch, was um oh gosh, help Terry me out. Cruz. Yes, thank you with Kevin Spacey. Didn't no, know was it Kevin his wife, Spacey?
2: His was not with Kevin Spacey.
1: Somebody groped him. It was a director. Yeah,
2: um, he twenty seventeen filed a sexual assault uh, lawsuit against a Hollywood agent named Adam Venet. I T oh, okay. in regards to a claim that that agent groped him at a party in 2016. Vineet denied those claims. A settlement was reached in 2018. But then I, they said about Terry Crews, he referenced that in the podcast, and then I know we have to go. He said, Terry Crews comes out and says it. People are laughing at him. People don't support him. They kick him out. Why? Because he's a man that represents masculinity. Yes. And I think our society is less ready to hear that situation going on with men than they are with Women. And, again, he does say, look, I'm sure what men have gone through is a fraction of what women have gone through. But still, it doesn't disvalidate His story, any guy yeah. who's gone through it, their story. So, Anyway. Yeah, um, anyway. Now we're going to shift our uh, conversation yeah. to Woo! silly and funny. If you want, you can give us a call. If you've been sitting on an embarrassing slash funny travel story, um, you can call us, 651-641-1071. We will get into that when we return. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
1: We're here it's us Donna and Steve on my talk 107 one everything entertainment
2: me mom Pap. Mm,
1: still workshop in that Sam ponies here though
2: hey Michael hey
1: uh, phone banks are lit up
2: the question is what's something embarrassing or funny that's happened to you while traveling I walked in on a lady who was peeing in an airplane bathroom and uh, now you've come with all sorts of stories. Why don't we uh, start with the phones, and we'll sprinkle in sure. some Facebook and emails as we go. Who do we have first?
1: Uh, well, shall we go with Mary Sue?
2: Let's do it. Okay. Hi, this, Mary Sue. Is this my Aunt Mary Sue?
1: Yes, it is. Hi, <laughs> Aunt Mary Sue.
2: Oh, no! This is this is Hi. great. This is Sue Bird calling in uh, from West Virginia. So whenever I make fun of West Virginia all the time, it's it's okay. It's in the family, and we all have fun with it. Oh, Sue Bird, this is great. Gosh, I hope this doesn't involve me. Tell us about your no, embarrassing no. travel story. I was,
4: flying, I was flying on a flight with my twins, and one of them had a blowout diaper. Oh, great. And there's nowhere really to change them on these flights. So the stewardess takes me to the back seat, you know, the very back of the plane, um, I had to leave my other daughter with a stranger in the other seat. Oh, no. And, uh, and she had this blowout diaper. And that's when they they serve food. So oh, all these no. people in the back are getting their food and smelling oh. this terrible diaper. And I was just, like, cringing. Was, oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. What do I do?
2: Oh, is there, oh. like, peanuts or pretzels? Peanuts or pretzels? You're like, yeah, I think no, I see a peanut no. here. A
4: oh, no, there was a full entree. Oh, no.
2: Oh, this <laughs> is the good old days yeah. of flying.
4: The good old days of flying, full entree, dinners are served, and there's me trying to change a diaper quickly, quickly, quickly. And oh my God. A whole outfit,
1: too, because uh, it was a blowout.
2: Oh, uh, always, always <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, Donna, say hi. It's Aunt Mary Sue.
1: Hi, Aunt Mary Sue. Hi, Donna. How are you? Thank you for listening to our show. I've heard a lot of Yes, about you. I love listening. Oh, yeah. that's so fun. She
2: listens all the time. So now we have Aunt Mary Sue listening from West Virginia. And then I've got uh the the other side of Pennsylvania listening. My Aunt Lynn listens from Youngstown, Ohio. So it's all in the family. Super, that's thanks so for calling great. in.
4: All righty. Have a great day, guys. Bye. All right, tell, tell Uncle Gar sharing. I said
2: hi. All right, bye. Okay.
1: Right, bye. bye oh, she's so sweet.
2: She's great. <laughs> we she's like When she comes over at Christmas, the room naturally, it just gets funnier. It gets more lively. She's just, she's got, every family's got one of those personalities and she's got it. Which side? My mom's side. That's my mom, my mom's sister.
1: Fun. That was great. That was fun. That was fun. fun. Uh, Let's go to Daniel.
2: Is this Uncle Daniel? (laughs) Hey, guys. Daniel, Daniel. tell us about uh, an embarrassing or a funny travel story.
3: Well, this was many moons ago when I was going back to Australia so in the Pearson International Airport in Toronto, there was two lines, and I forget what the lines were for. I think one was for U.S. citizen and uh, non-U.S. citizen. And the guy in front of me had no clue what he was doing, and he was holding everyone up. And I said out loud, "You've got to be effing kidding me!" <laughs> what
1: do you mean? And the guy
3: behind me said, "You were thinking what I you said out loud what I was thinking."
1: Now, did the guy that was holding up the line hear you?
3: No, because he was that oblivious and stupid that he was just <laughs> doing his own thing.
1: Daniel, I've never seen this side of you.
3: Unbelievable.
2: was oh, so mad, Donna? <laughs> do you, I get it. Daniel, do you paint harder when you get mad? Because they say not to press too hard. You just want to get enough paint on the roller.
3: No, when I, when I get mad painting, it's not often. I have to uh, take a break and refocus then because you're going to screw up
1: Mm. yeah and we don't want that
3: no client doesn't want that i don't want that and uh yeah it just ruins your day but nobody wants it all right thank you daniel
2: thank you for calling we love you
3: see you guys bye Bye. oh wow
2: by the way daniel daniel and becca are coming in december not at the state i keep thinking they're coming to the state fair so we have to have lunch with them in december
1: okay You are the keeper of the calendar.
2: I'll keep the calendar.
1: All right. Now, let's go to Linda. This could be my cousin Linda on Long Island. Hi,
2: Linda. Welcome to the Don and Steve Experience. Are you related to Donna Valentine?
1: I am not. Hi, Linda. Hi. (laughs) All
4: right. I was flying to Pennsylvania, and I was checking a bag.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
3: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
4: My bag was stuffed and you know how that line snakes around till you get to the counter? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was pulling it by the handle and my bag fell over and my Sonicare toothbrush went off. <laughs> oh, oh no. But it did not sound like a Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, and everybody in line started laughing. Oh no. I am dying. I just had to stop and open it so I could shut it off. But I held it up and I
1: said, It's it a toothbrush! toothbrush. It's really? a- <laughs> I swear! Oh my gosh, that's oh. hilarious. Thank you for Very sharing intense. that vulnerable <laughs> moment.
2: Thank you, Linda. Thank you for the call. We're talking about your embarrassing or funny travel stories, who else is on the old phone line? Deb. Hey, Deb. Hi, Deb. Welcome to the Don and Steve Experience. How are you?
4: I'm good. How are you?
2: We're doing great. All right, tell us about your embarrassing travel story.
4: Okay, so I was leaving from LAX to go to Las Vegas. I had a work thing that I had to do, and I was running super late, but you'll appreciate this, Steve. I had to go to the bathroom.
2: Of course. So I hear you.
4: I use the ladies room. I come flying out and just tackled one of the biggest men I've ever seen. In fact, <laughs> he studied me. He hardly moved and his hand went from my collarbone to my shoulder blade. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I hurt you? Cause I'm wearing heels and a dress and I had my briefcase and everything. <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you okay? Because, I mean, we collided pretty, pretty oh, hard. Oh, no. <laughs> and his buddy, who was very well-dressed, goes, she has no idea who you are. Football. And I go, I, I, I don't. I'm sorry. He goes, I'm Irving. I go, nice to meet you, Irving. You're sure I didn't hurt you? So <laughs> had just got off the flight that I was getting on from Vegas. Turned out it was Magic Johnson <gasps> and Kobe Bryant.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: Oh my gosh!
1: That's an awesome story. So
2: that is in Irving, when I got to the, Magic Johnson. My
1: flight. He had
4: upgraded me to first class oh. and had a bottle of champagne waiting. What?
2: No way! That is very yeah. cool. Oh my gosh! What a cool story. Were they on in first class with you on that flight?
4: Yeah, they just unloaded, and oh. they were both first class because they're
1: huge men just well, giants I mean, yes John, but you know what i mean
2: yes absolutely they're yeah. massive oh
1: my gosh, that's such a great story that yeah. is and, awesome and kobe was just
4: giving him a lot of poop he was just going she has no clue who you are <laughs> If he said i mean if he had said i'm magic johnson i would have tuned into the name but he goes yeah, my name's Irving. Irving Johnson. Yeah. I go. It's so nice to meet you. And I go. I didn't hurt you, right? Right, Irving. And go, no, I've taken worse it.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I that's love awesome. It.
2: Great story. Thank you. Uh, Deb. Thank you for the call, Deb. Have a
1: good um, day.
2: Now we're running out of time. What we'll do is we'll spill this over. We haven't even touched Facebook or any emails that have come through of your embarrassing travel stories. You can email us at Don and Steve Show at MyTalk1071.com. I have the question up on my Facebook as well. I'm at the Steve Patterson. Uh, over there. I'll read you one real quick. This is from Sally. She said, literally this morning on a run with my friend in North Carolina, a woman stopped her car asking of, us if we spoke English. We we responded with yes. She says, never mind then. Then <laughs> she asked if we were with the Air Force. After we said no, she drove off and she didn't have pants on.
1: What is that?
2: That what? just happened this morning. That's, That's...
1: Okay, I'm a little concerned about that, about person. that person. yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Oh my gosh. Uh, emails coming in as well, and I'll tell you about my story Donna's too story. Yes. When we come back, let's we'll
2: see. clap on as we go to break so that people know that we're enthused.
1: Like, can you do better than that?. Woo!
0: Hey, it's Rocco for MNFatLoss.com. Guess what? I'm on vacation today, and one of my favorite things about the MNFatLoss.com program is I reached out and said, hey, I'm going to Nashville. Um, I kind of don't feel like sticking to the diet while I'm in a foodie town like that. I got to eat my Nashville hot chicken and all that. I got to eat my meat and three. Uh, What should I do? And you know what they said? You go ahead, take a couple days off. It's not going to kill you. Not all hope will be lost. You can get back on the plan when you're back. And I'm going to do that. I lost about 25 pounds between St. Patrick's Day and now. Uh, like I said, I'm taking a little vacation. I might gain a pound back. But when I get back, I'm going back on the plan and I cannot wait to lose more weight. I'm doing it without prepackaged meals, counting calories, hypnosis, surgery, all that. You too could lose up to a pound a day like me. MNFatLoss.com. Results may vary.
1: Okay, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. I'm having fun.
2: What a fun day. (laughs) I mean...
1: Sure is, Steve.
2: Because of the weather stuff. Sure. We're trending in the right direction.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: We did our second weekend of watching flag football bundled up. Yesterday afternoon at like four into five o'clock day, the wind was
1: blustery. Cold. Yeah. Shipping. Yeah. I still have snow up uh, north.
2: Oh, Donna. Yeah. That That's a b- bummer.
1: I know. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. Not... Thanks. All right. So we are uh, sharing your stories or you're sharing with us the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you while traveling. Mike, do you have a story?
2: Mm, not really. I had one time where I was like, you know when you start to kind of fall asleep and then you wake yourself up with a big snore? Yes.
1: Yeah, like, like so a, I was
2: I was sitting there in the middle aisle and it was like a quiet plane and I'm like
3: and I just like whoa whoa and I was like, Wow, did everyone just hear that? And I'm looking around. People are looking at me, I'm like, Yeah, that just happened. That yeah, was my only one. Not when that
1: happens to me, I usually jerk <laughs> sure. awake, and then I just yes.
2: go <coughs> It's oh, like, see, that's a cover-up. Yeah. When I do that head bob, I'm falling asleep, and my head snaps forward mm-hmm. thing, I don't even open my eyes anymore. I just play it off. I'm like, I know I'm that guy. I know I have been a story for so many people. That's... I've been on a flight where I do it, like, eight times, Donna. Wow. And if you ever watch someone, there is there are a few things more enjoyable in life. Watching somebody walk into a screen door or a closed glass door <laughs> is really very high up there for me. It will get me giggling hard every time. But if if you can watch someone... Falling asleep, knowing it's gonna result in a head jerk, it's pretty satisfying. That's pretty
1: good. You're right. Um, I was in Mexico with a a female friend, good friend, and we were like, let's book massages. We deserve to have a massage. And we thought, let's let's just get it in the same room so we can chat while we're, you know, getting massaged. You know, and tell stories, whatever and so it was like you know a friend massage well afterwards one of the masseuse masseuses masseuse
2: masseuse is a lady masseur is a man i think
1: so it was a masseuse and she showed us where the locker rooms were she gave us keys to lockers and then you know she showed us where we could change and then she went and She walked away, and she started the showers for us, and then she left. It was really quiet. There was, like, nobody there except us. And so we started heading to the showers, and the ones that she started, it was one shower stall with shower heads on opposite sides of the wall. And we were like, what? (laughs) What is going on? We're both very modest people. There were like 10 other showers. And I'm like, why Is, are we supposed to go in here like we have to? And so <laughs> I guess because of the language barrier. Yep. Couples massage. Sure. She thought we were a couple. And so we're like, "Uh, OK, let's just do it. And we we went in, we both faced the wall, and we're both like, don't turn around. You don't turn around. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. laughed the entire time. And we're like, it took us a minute to get what was happening. We're like, why would she do this? Put us right. in this room, intimate room together. So anyway. That also,
2: was- what's their expectation? Let's say it, it was an actual couple. What is their expectation about what's happening there? Right. Because I'm just going to speak on behalf of... Men, men like me. If I'm in a shower situation with my bride, right? I mean, then it's then you know what I'm saying. Because then it's like, what are you doing to me here? If 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 you're not offering this as a a, a bed of union, right. what are you doing? You're just trying to rev my engine and then tell me yeah, that one of your tires blew.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Period. It's just weird to have that in a locker room. It, it's not necessary. That's not the place for that. <laughs> just so weird. You save just... that for the hot tub, people.
2: Donna. What? <laughs> These are embarrassing travel stories, funny travel fails that happen. Here's one from Erin. She says, mine's not funny, but was embarrassing. On a red-eye flight home from Cali with my 10-month-old son, Oh, I just feel so badly. Alright. I got violently ill just before landing and I had to pass my baby on to a flight attendant so that I could go and puke. Oh. Also had to listen to this. <laughs> also, I had to use my sweatshirt to cover my accident in my pants from puking so hard.
1: Oh no. Oh. Then I
2: stopped at every bathroom that I passed as I puked my way through O'Hare Airport to the next flight home. And because oh, I was so focused on myself I didn't notice my son had found the tag they put on his stroller, was chewing on it, and also puked on our way to our next flight. It was super awesome.
1: Oh, no. That sounds like the worst possible case of embarrassment. Just a nightmare. Yeah. Just an
2: absolute. And when you're puking so hard that it causes another problem in the southern hemisphere, right. <laughs> that's when you're just like, what I would give to just be in a tub right now? Just put me in something that I can bleach later
1: oh Uh, i got one here all right uh this comes from Kristen. she said i just flown to venice italy for the first time had my traveler's backpack on stopped into a fancy lingerie shop to get a new pair of underwear because it had been a long day of traveling and we couldn't check into our hotel for a while picked out my undies i turn around and my backpack this is such a donna move My backpack (laughs) hit and knocked down a display (laughs) and a mannequin. (laughs) I had three Italian women yelling at me in Italian. I was so embarrassed. I just started repeating, me, dispiace, which I think is I'm sorry, uh, as my now ex-husband just kept laughing. I'm so glad I'd learned that small phrase in Italian before we left the country. Oh, gosh. That's something I would do, totally, like knock over a candle and set a house on fire with my backpack. <laughs> it's just such a, I get it, I empathize.
2: Here's one from Carol. She was reading Poolside, and then a fully dressed lady jumped into a hotel pool thinking my son was drowning. Oh, no. While I sat there reading a book. He was not but I often wonder what her thoughts were of me just sitting there. And then imagine you look down and business lady is now in the pool <laughs> for a false alarm situation. But
1: you know what? What a what a cool lady. I would have bought cool her lady. dinner. I would have bought her drinks. At That's a
2: minimum, it. I would have offered her a towel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Renee getting out of a cab in Mexico. My wrap skirt got caught in the cab door as I was getting out. And there went the skirt. Fortunately, I was able to retrieve it. However, that thirty seconds or so of no skirt felt like an eternity.
1: Oh my God.
2: Is it that awful? (laughs) It goes off. No, no, no. And you're running you're just in your undies.
1: Help no, please. Well, hey, at least the car wasn't dragging her.
2: And there again, Donna, I don't know that we needed to go in that direction, but you did it.
0: just
2: got dark again. Mm-hmm. Laura said I was wearing a dress that buttoned down in the back. Walking through security, I had to bend over to unzip my boots. I got through security, and a man came up to me and said that several buttons were undone, which is when I realized I had just inadvertently mooned everyone in line behind me. That's oh, a bummer. No. Uh, let's see here. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, this is a bummer. Uh, while getting on a uh, flight, I went to put my jacket in the overhead bin, and I proceeded to drop my very thick book on the lady below. <laughs> it landed on her very large bosom, and I had to <laughs> and I had to carefully pick the book off of her chest as it rested there, and she stared at me. <laughs> Luckily, uh, it was southwest, so I decided to pick a new seat a little further away.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: How about the lady just staring? Just like, go ahead, you can get it. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. I mean, yikes. Uh, Let's see here. Somebody else pour Chrissy offers almost no extra details outside of, my pants fell off while I was getting off the plane.
1: What do you mean?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, Was the belt break loose? What happens? How does that occur?
1: Oh, no. I don't know.
2: Let's see here. Uh, One that comes to mind from Catherine. She said, I was young. We were newly married. We went to England on our honeymoon. We didn't have a lot of money, so we stayed in a rooming house type situation with like shared bathrooms. So one night I, on my honeymoon, plugged the toilet down the hall. Oh, no. I didn't know what to do. And there was no plunger around. And it was about 2 a.m., so I left it. The next morning, I overheard the staff grumbling about the moron who plugged up the toilet and just (laughs) left it. I felt like they were looking at me the whole time.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Uh,
2: This is a... uh, Let's see. Let me get this name right. Savatieri wrote this. I just returned from a seven-week vacation to Asia on Saturday. At an LAX connection, an elderly man had peed himself. Very visible, wet pants. I felt bad and embarrassed for him... He, however, seemed to not care at all. (laughs) He was sitting next to me.
1: Oh, Uh. no. Uh.
2: Oh,
1: nightmare.
2: That was a little bit of a bummer. Get this one. What would you do in this situation, Donna? Sherry says, my sister and I were flying from MSP to New York City for a girls trip. In the plane before takeoff, a younger businessman sitting next to me explained that he gets very nervous flying. Mm -hmm. And that, here we go. He might have to hold my hand as we were ascending and descending. No. I then talked to him about calming methods like yoga breaths, etc. My sister was oblivious to this conversation. (laughs) And as we started to ascend, sure enough, he reached over, grabbed my hand, and held onto it for dear life. Once we were in the air, he was fine and let go. As we approached New York City, my sister turns to me and says, I can't believe that pilot landed a jet on the Hudson River. Not good timing to have that discussion. (laughs)
1: Oh. oh, my gosh! Yeah, that's funny.
2: Um, here's here's a Donna situation too. We could all relate to this, I think, at some point. Tara says, "Traveling with my friend and our younger daughters. After we were seated on the plane, she went to put away her passports and she realized she was missing one. She needed it to get on the plane, so we knew it had to be somewhere between boarding and our seat. The crew went looking to see if it had dropped while walking to our seat. Then they make an announcement asking all the passengers to look around their seats." ended up she had handed it to me and i had put it safely in my purse oh no <laughs> again Found
1: it. that's when you fake like up yes. oh, here it is oh it was between the seats
2: this is me remember i told you this story we go skiing in in colorado i know we're out of time now skiing in colorado a couple months ago and we all have AirPods. and then my cousin lost his AirPods, and he was so bummed because you can ski and listen to like great music it really enhances the experience the whole time i'm making fun of like how does the air sound is wind nice i've got this killer mix We're looking everywhere beforehand. Then we get back in the car at the end of the day looking around what happened. I go. I reach in my pocket. I pull out an AirPod case, and I open it to put my AirPods away. And I was like, that's weird. There are two AirPods already in this AirPod case. And then I walked up to my cousin, and I said, hey, Ryan, I got good news, bad news. Good news, I found your AirPods. Bad news, I held them hostage the entire day in my pants. Oh, no. It's all good. Wow. For me. (laughs) Wow, anyway, thank journey. you all. Thank we, you guys. We would give you a kiss right on your chin if we could, right, Donna?
1: Uh, sure. You what bet, a, Steve.
2: What a creep! You took the bait. I knew you would. Yeah, I did. Hey, we're gonna take a break. Okay. When we come back, I got a few things that make you go, huh? An interesting fact about where Steven. Do you know where Steven Spielberg had his his first break? It's about a, an older show that you've been referencing a lot because of a newer show. Okay. Can you figure that out? Hmm. Uh, then we'll call Brian and find out what the soup of the day is when we come back at Stone and Steve on my talk.
0: Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know, it's kind of odd that I talk every day about end-of-life stuff. It's not a subject everybody wants to hear about or talk about, but I'll tell you what, I'm glad that... In my family, uh, we have had those discussions. Both of my parents have told me uh, they would like a simple cremation. I think so many people these days uh, do want that. Then you can have a celebration of life that is more fitting uh, for them. You know, my mom's never wanted to have uh, a kind of a funeral home situation where everybody's kind of parading around looking at her. She wants a simple cremation and a nice dinner. Um, and she went in, she prepaid and pre-planned for it with Lisa at Crescent Tide. Uh, it's not just prepaying and preplanning like my mom did. If you look at their Google reviews, you'll see that uh, the Crescent Tide team uh, comes through for people in that time of need, in that time of grief. They do so in a prompt, courteous, sympathetic manner, and they do it for uh, pretty much the best price around. Simple cremation start at just eight hundred dollars. My talk keyword cremation.
1: Donna and Steve on My Talk one hundred seven Everything entertainment got the big zamboni with us as well.
2: I got something I didn't get to earlier.
1: Do you know?
2: Spirit Airlines. Mm, oh, never heard of it. I
1: have.
2: Were they caught duct taping a plane back together? <laughs> That's kind of the, the hook that I got. Sorry, we brought this up at ten fifteen, and then we never got to it because we went, started talking about knobs or something. Somebody posted a video on TikTok and it appeared, stay with me here, it appeared to show a Spirit Airlines worker duct taping a plane's engine back together.
1: That stuff is miraculous.
2: It's shot from inside the plane, shows a guy putting a bunch of tape on one of the engines. The woman filming it says she's never flying Spirit again. So are they really using duct tape to fix planes? The answer is no, but they are using tape, and it's actually a common thing that all airlines do. It's called speed tape, and it's made of heavy-duty aluminum. The FAA says that it's used for, quote, temporary minor repairs to non-structural aircraft components. Like
1: holding your bumper up.
2: Sure. Or the wing on the plane. Whatever. (laughs) A spokesman for Spirit said they confirmed with engineers that it was speed tape, and an aviation expert told the Associated Press that it's commonly used to temporarily seal a gap, so it's not a big deal. It's also used on race cards. Turns out the video uh, actually isn't new, by the way. It was shot at Newark Liberty Airport in New Jersey in 2021. Woo! Newark! But sometimes the internet unearths old video and it becomes new again. But anyway, that would be a bit disconcerting, Oh, yeah. If
1: I saw that, I'd be like, um, excuse me, what's happening here? (laughs) That's happened where it, like we've smelled smoke coming out of the air thing above head you know if you just ask they'll explain to you you know what it is above did i say above head you said above head you know what i mean above your head
2: yeah no i know (laughs) when you add your it changes it thanks
1: what's the word i said funny before that you were prequel
2: oh yeah i've helped you with this before it's not. And then you said it twice. The last time you said it, I just let it slide. And then hashtag I Hashtag grace. And then this wow. time, I called you out on it because you do this crap to me all the time. And then, of course, you got all defensive. Okay, Webster. <laughs> We're hard. Oh, uh, Donna. Prequel. Prequel? No, just prequel. prequel. Say cool.
1: Prequel. Prequel.
2: Prequel. 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 prequel.
1: Okay,
2: prequel. You you just gave me eyes like you thought you were winning this argument, by the way. You understand, (laughs) you hear yourself, right? Prequel. 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 There you go. It's hard. Nah, but, but it's not, though, is the part that is most alarming to me.
1: Okay, thanks.
2: Donna, you know I'm working on that. I say, I try to say, thank you now. And open instead of open which I used to say until you I don't know mercilessly berated me on the air
1: how about me I do say order I did I did pick up on that it, okay, that's a that's hard good. one for me too
2: try to say order
1: order order so, so Order. Like if,
2: if you went to a uh, if you were a server you'd have a tough time huh
1: yeah hi can I take your order order order
2: uh, order <laughs> ah, it's a
1: hard
2: uh, word. order Oh, order. Nice. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Perkins. May I take your order? Order. There you go. Order
1: in the court.
2: There. See, you don't say, ah, uh, what, what order. What do you say? Order.
1: Order. Oh. Order.
2: Water. What a frog dog, New York. Oh, Florida. man. Florida. orange
0: for mousse soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. It's brock
4: and cheese. It's always a soap Oh, no.
1: You're at a delay. Doesn't work. sound like an idiot. <laughs> it's
2: couldn't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you don't. You, you so think special. he's going to be
2: all po today, just angry at life?
1: I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be good. If he ever answers.
3: Hubbard's Cafeteria, please leave a message. Please leave a message at the tone. Lay or into I, a you no, I got you your prequel, for for Go,
2: for go, let options. him have
3: it.
1: Hey, Brian. Oh, oh what, are oh. you busy or something?
2: <sighs> hey, Donna, chill hey. out. He's working.
1: Oh, I was talking to Mike. What?
2: Oh, we're on the yeah. phone with Brian. Oh, hey, Brian, how friend. are you? Hey, Brian. Uh, you know, Brian, if you spell your name backwards, it's <laughs> Nerb. Bu- <laughs> <laughs> You all the other
1: Brian's. Yeah, but. man. anyway, all thanks right. for doing
2: it. You're yeah. doing a super job.
1: Yeah. We love your soup. Whatever it is. Bye. Oh, we have a guest coming in this uh we have a couple people coming Wednesday. in on Wednesday. So I know it's chilly day, but if you want to do something special, remember white linens, real yeah. forks and knives and plates and plates. Oh yeah, and
2: and he's joining us for that, right? That's what we put in the bid.
1: He's gonna try to work around it, I know him. Not you, Brian. It's a different Brian.
2: But we're on the phone with Brian, who makes the soup.
1: Oh, bye. Hey, we got to go. See ya. We got the tra-
2: the commercial break is coming.
1: It sure is. All right. Tell me the Steven Spielberg story.
2: Guess where he got his start.
1: Uh, in Hollywood.
2: What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me one
1: second. Ah! He was working at a Dairy Queen.
2: He no, he was working on a show that an old show that you reference because of a new show that you like. You recently finished this show. Come on, come on, come on, Columbo, girlfriend, you got it right. Columbo, Nin- nineteen seventy one. He directed his first episode, uh, the first episode of the TV show Columbo. That was when he got his break. Spielberg, episode one, Columbo, bam.
1: What's the name of the show with Natasha Leon? Poker Face. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh.
2: Gwen Stefani's brother Eric was one of the founders of No Doubt, but he left in 1994 to become an animator on The Simpsons.
1: Okay, that's fun. You've been holding on to that one for how long?
2: Just a few seconds now. all right. The word mortgage is the combination of two old French words, mort and gauge, which literally translates to death pledge. <laughs> Is that great? Yes. Wouldn't it be different when they were marketing them to us? Like, you can refinance your death pledge to a 15 year <laughs> at a lower rate.
1: Death pledge, probably because no one outlived their mortgage. Yeah. Weird. All right. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy first day of May.
2: Yes, it's May Day.
1: Is it May Day? I don't know. I got to go.